It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Yes, it is time for Mariner's Pod. Thanks for being back once again. It is so great to have you with us. Thrilling weekend the Mariners had over the Oakland days. We're going to dive into it. We have highlights, reaction, the whole thing from the weekend. The Mariners losing game one, winning the next three, and it sets up quite a three games against the Houston Astros starting tonight, so we'll touch on that as well. We'll also hear from JT Chagua, who's been part of this phenomenal bullpen. Uh, that comes up. Uh, Shannon Dreher, great chat with one of the Mariners' best relievers this year. It's been quite a story, quite a ride with those relievers, and they were on full display against the A's in the final three games of the series. So the Mariners lose game one on Thursday, uh, four to one, and then <laughs> the Mariners come back the next day, Friday night, a 4-3 win over the Oakland A's, and it was Yusei Kikuchi, a career high in punch outs. Now fires home. Swing and a miss. Strike three. He rips another changeup off the plate to Laureano. His 12th strikeout tonight. Yusei Kikuchi, a career best dozen punch outs this evening against the Athletics. And a big night for Cal Raleigh. And the 1 0 pitch on the way to Cal. Swing and a fly ball deep to right field. Cal Raleigh with his first major league home run. Goodbye, baseball. Raleigh with a two run shot way back into the lower deck and right here at T Mobile Park. And the Mariners have a 2 0 lead. Way to go, kid. Number one in the big leagues, his first major league home run. Jumping on a 1 0 pitch from Frankie Montas, and Raleigh put it into orbit. How about that? Game two Saturday, that night belonged to Mitch Hanniger. Now the set by Bassett. And here comes the 2-2 on the way. Swinging a drive again. Deep center field. Laureano going back, looking up. Goodbye baseball to the batter's eye. Straightaway center. Mitch Hanniger does it again. A long bomb into straightaway center field. And then the Mariners would find a way to get it done. Thanks to a walk-off wild pitch. And the pitch on the way to Hanniger. Way outside in the dirt. Gets on by Garcia. Here comes Kelnick on the score. Hands in the air. And the Mariners win it on a wild pitch. Five to four. Pretty amazing. Two nights in a row, the Mariners score the go-ahead run, this time with the walk-off, but score the go-ahead run on wild pitches. It was that kind of series. The Mariners, so... Win four to three. They win walk off five to four. Sunday looking for the series win, and they would get some fine defense late in the ball game. Chapman gets a lead at first. Now the set by Steckenrider and the pitch on the way, swinging a ground ball left side and through a wide open left side of the infield. Rounding second, heading for third is Chapman. The throw to third to Seeger, and it's in time. What a throw by Bowers! Jake Bowers gets to the base hit in left center field. 
fires a strike to Kyle Seager at third. Chapman trying to go from first to third is out at third base for the second out of the inning. What a throw. What a throw by Jake Bowers. A massive play defensively, and that would set up the game winner. Second rider stares in. Gets the sign from catcher Tom Murphy. Trying to end it right here. The stretch and the 1-2 pitch. Swing and it's popped up right side of the diamond. Coming in Crawford calling for it. I want it to the right side of the mound. JP makes the catch and the ball game is over. The Mariners win it 4-3 this afternoon here at T-Mobile Park. They win the series three games to one. And right now, the Mariners are just a game and a half back of the Oakland A's for the second wild card spot. Holy smokes, what a ball game this afternoon here at the corner of Edgar and Dave. So a 4-3 to three win in the finale of the series. So the Mariners have beaten the A's six times this year by a grand total of seven runs. All one-run wins except for one, a two-run victory. So that kind of season against the A's so far this year. Uh, let's hear from Scott Service after the win. Yeah, what a series, huh? Uh, exciting baseball. Uh, doesn't really get uh, much better than that against a, a real quality opponent. And I uh, can't say enough of the uh, the grit, the effort, whatever you want to throw out. Our guys showed up and played played their tails off all weekend. And, uh, you know, today's game, uh, to hang in there uh, with a little bit shorter uh, bullpen than, than normal, uh, you know, a heck of an effort. Uh, couldn't be any more proud of our guys. And, we have, obviously, we've got momentum on our side right now, and we're going to ride this as long as we can. And uh, it's a great opportunity for young players who experience something like this. And, again, another uh, big outing by our fan base today. I thought the crowd today was awesome. Uh, really helped along uh, stirring on a few of those final outs uh, in that ball game. So uh, the key to today's game, really, Marco Gonzalez making an adjustment. You know, they threw about 50 pitches on him in the first couple innings. And, you know, credit to him. Uh, opportunity to talk with him and Murph after the second inning and we needed to go to plan B because plan A was not going to work pretty obvious on that and it, it really takes a, a true pro to be able to to shift course midstream like that and, and Marco did a heck of a job along with Murph uh, to induce some soft contact uh, with his off speed pitches to get, allow him to get deeper in the ball game and I thought he should have finished the six we didn't get uh, very many friendly calls from the umpire today uh, but Again, our bullpen steps up. Shaggy uh, getting us a uh, big strike out there to get through the sixth. And I thought Miz got some big outs for us um, through the, the Olsen pocket, you know, uh, in the ball game. And Steck getting a save is awesome. Um, but it doesn't happen unless Jake Bowers makes a throw. Uh, heck of a play. Game on the line. Obviously, Chapman being very aggressive. Uh, you know, give Bowers a ton of credit. He's not a, a left fielder by nature. But he's got a really – he's a good athlete. He's got a good throwing arm. Made a heck of a play, uh, really key to the ball game there. Huge, huge out in that inning. So offensively, we put it together in one inning and uh, two out, nobody on, and we put a four spot up there. Uh, says a lot about our guys and the fact that once we get the ball rolling, start having those quality at-bats, guys put some balls in play, um, and we were able to get just enough offense today to, to make it work. So uh, couldn't be any more excited about this group and where we're at right now. On tomorrow. Any questions? Scott, is this the series? Is this series the most confident that you guys have felt all season? I mean, given time of year and who you're playing against, I don't know if it's the most confident. You know, um, I think it just uh, for me, what stands out in this series is the job that our bullpen did. Um, the number of guys 
Uh, we knew we were going to be short, probably no gravy, no Seawald today. We needed some other guys to step up and they certainly did. So, um, you know, the confidence is, is very high uh, amongst this group. And I say that, and we're, we're playing good baseball. I still don't think we're clicking the way we can offensively. Um, so there's still room for growth, still room for improvement here, but um, certainly love the results here this weekend. So you talked about the bullpen, but the, uh, the I, I don't know how many walks those guys combined for in this series, but it sure wasn't many. I mean, we've seen what these late free passes can really, how they could really work against a team, but your guys consistently have been able to get over the plate. They really have, and I have to credit, uh, you know, Pete Woodworth, uh, Trent Blank, our pitching coaches. We hammer it. That's all we talk about is, you know, controlling the strike zone and not giving up those free bases, and the guys take it to heart. Uh, nothing good can happen, you know, uh, when, when you put them on base via the walk. The pitch count gets up. Your stuff, you know, it starts deteriorating the longer you're out there, and bad things happen. Uh, when you start walking, dude. So uh, our guys take it to heart. You know, winning those OOs, winning those 1-1 counts are so huge. Controlling the count. And they've done a heck of a job with it and staying after it. You know, you can see teams or groups have a good week or two weeks. Uh, our guys, uh, we track it. Uh, we talk about it weekly uh, with them and how we're doing uh, in comparison to the league, how they're doing individually. And it's really uh, hit home. And not just here, but throughout our entire organization. That's what we're about. Certainly, a lot on the line for your team right now. But was there any extra motivation coming into this one to maybe hand Irvin his shortest start of the year? Um, you know, it was talked about, but I think that you know somebody once told me, you know, you want justice, don't become your enemy. We'll leave it at that. Is that um, in normal years you go into a game meeting? six or seven innings from Marco, you just kind of stamp it down because that's who he is. But this hasn't been a normal year. He was at 49 pitches at two innings. I mean, what were you thinking? And, and, and how impressed were you that he was able to reel it in? I was thinking we were in a really bad spot, Ryan, if you want me to be honest. Um, and that's why uh, oftentimes, you know, I guess, you know, my background and in, in being a catcher all those years and reading the bat and what the other team is doing against you, uh, you know, they're oftentimes always talking with the pitching coach about it. And there's, there's a few times, and certainly with a guy like Marco, I've got history with, um, and, and Murph that, you know, I just make a suggestion. I think we ought to try this or it's probably not going to end well. And to those guys credit, they were open to it. We needed to make an adjustment and they executed it. It's all about the players. And, and you know, you know, I thought Marco did a heck of a job to when he got to, you know, understanding what was going on and then just switching to plan B. But you got to execute. You can have the greatest plan in the world. If your players can't do it, it doesn't matter. And those guys did a heck of a job today. It was J.P. Crawford who started things in the third. How good was it to see him get that hit and snap the over? Yeah, he's been struggling a little bit. Uh, you know, and, and you know, J.P.'s one. I think we all know how J.P.'s going, whether that smile comes out or not. And he was pretty happy to, to, to kind of get off the snide there. Big hit for us. Started a rally. Um, little energy in the dugout. Whenever J.P.'s on base, good things seem to happen. Scott, can you still call him Shaggy after that haircut? I was really worried, Corey, when I saw him after the All-Star break. I, it took me like a whole day. I, every time I looked, it was like double take. I didn't recognize him. And I, I, I did say, what are we going to call you? I can't change it. You know, is it Shaggy? It matched up with the name and the hair and the whole thing. But 
I will say this guy has been huge in our bullpen. You know, we, he's kind of, he's our pivot guy. That's what we call. You come in with guys on traffic and his ability to execute pitches, you know, the sinker slider, it's a really good slider and he's gotten a ton more confidence, you know, with his fastball and using it more as the league gets to know him. And I can't tell you how many jams he's gotten us out of and just kind of settles the game down and lets the other guys in the bullpen kind of line them up and, and go do their stuff. So they all play an integral part in putting the whole thing together. And uh, it's a fun group. It really is. You just said it's a fun group, uh, the team yourself. How much do you want to see, like, uh, a push for this team from, from management to get you guys some more guys and to really kind of take advantage of where you're at right now in the standings and, and what you've proven this far this season to kind of help say, you know, hey, we're going for it? Well, I think you're going to see you're going to see a lot of movement around the league. Um, no question, the teams that feel like they have a chance to to go after a division title or a wild card berth, there, there's going to be a lot of movement. And I think it all comes down to like the last 72 hours and and, and being a part of a lot of those discussions uh, in my past, I realize how that all works. But uh, uh, I do think you know our, our guys, you know, they continue to show up, they fight, they really fight every day uh, to go out, and they love competing. You know. Uh, it, it's, it's easy to say, yeah, go get that player or go get this player. It's really hard to make trades. I don't think people look at that and, and understanding what's all involved with it, whether it's, it's contracts, whether it's service time, how long you control players, all those other things play into that. So um, I try not to get involved with it. Um, it's not my job. My job is to get the most out of the guys we have in our clubhouse. And I think our guys are doing a heck of a job right now. So, again, every team is probably going to add something. Um, and I hope we add something. I guess that's the best way I can put it. I don't know what that's going to be. Drew Steckenrider closing it down. Here's what he said. What is it about this team when you guys get into one-run games late? You know, you're guys, not just from an offensive standpoint, but you guys in the bullpen able to lock it down. How are you able to, like, maintain and channel that composure and poise? Uh, I mean, our guys fight. They, we fight for all nine innings. Um, and then out of the bullpen, uh, we just try to get it to the next guy. Um, have whoever's coming in behind you. Um, pick pick you up, pick up whatever slack is there, um, and then just try to try to hand it off to the next guy. You were more excited about the last out or Bowers throw from left field there. You had a, you seemed like you were screaming pretty loud when they made that play. Yeah, probably his throw. Uh, I mean, that was obviously a huge out in that game uh, to keep to uh, get two outs there in that last inning and keep runners off of uh, third base. Um, having a guy at first base, having the tie and run at first base. Uh, that was huge. That was uh, probably the play of the game. We've, we've asked uh, JT this. We probably asked Seawall this, but like, what does this season kind of meant for you? You know, you come into a different organization. It's 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 a whole different setup, and, and you know, not a lot is expected. And to have kind of the year you're having, what does this meant and the opportunity that the Mariners have provided? Uh, it's it's huge. Uh, just to have the opportunity to go out there with these guys and compete every day. Every guy's laying it out there every single day. Um, every guy that's on that field is, is playing just about every day. Uh, you guys know that. Um, our starting pitching has been phenomenal as of recently. And then uh, the bullpen, too. Everybody's going out there ready to compete every day, picking each other up. Given where the standings are, did this game in this series mean any more than any of the other games this year? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, this was a huge series for us. And then, of course, today, uh, not wanting to split the series, wanting to take the series at home especially, um, was absolutely huge. Uh, and we pulled it off today.
Anything Joe, else? How different, Joe, how different are you as a pitcher now compared to your success that you had with the Marlins? Like, what, what are you better at? What, are, what have you learned over that time that's made you have the success? Um, I've, I've started to throw more of my off-speed pitches a little bit more, um, just being comfortable with doing that. And then, of course, having some innings under my belt. Um, you just gain experience from having those innings. Um, so using that experience and then um, working that into with, hey, now I can throw three pitches for strikes. Um, and not only can I throw them for strikes, I'm comfortable throwing them in any count. Um, so that's that's definitely been a big thing for me this year. Um, and, and I'll continue to build off of that. And I'm a Kyle Seeger at a big hit. And I was more in the shortstop, so I'm having to run in that general direction. And that's a that's a very it's really difficult to throw it to the bag when nobody's there. And especially when you got Chapman running there and, you know, really hustling that ball, it's, uh, you know, it takes a lot of, uh, you know, Gus to make that throw, and he certainly did. Tom said it takes a lot of credit from you, too, because of how much ground you had to cover to get back to the back. I would have, the play took me that way a little bit, but anytime he wants to give me credit, I'll take it. Kyle, was it a, about this team when you get late in the games into one-run games to, to have the poise and composure to know that you're going to be able to close it out? Um, I think you got a lot of different things going for you. I think our bullpen has been really good. They, they've been, you know, unbelievably shut down. And then, um, you know, the defense has been really good, I think. And then you, we've, we've had a way to get a lot of timely hits. I mean, like yesterday, I mean, it was completely Hanniger, right? So that was awesome. But, you know, you, you need – you know some big hits up and down the order and you know we didn't get a whole lot of traffic out there but you know we certainly you know made it count when when we did collectively how much confidence are you guys playing with right now compared to maybe you know where you were at in april and may um absolutely you know winning winning does that right so you know it's been uh it's been a lot of fun you know it's always fun to you know, to play in those type of environments, the either the fans they were awesome. It was loud in there. That was great. You know, that's that's certainly what you uh, you know what you want. And that's what you hope for. Kyle, did you did you guys discuss Irvin's comments that he made after the, the last time you guys got ten hits off of him and some of the things he said about you post game? What happened? I'm sorry. Did you guys discuss any of the comments as a team that Cole Irvin had uh, about you saying that he should never give up 10 hits to a team like you guys? Um, the, did you guys talk about that at all? That, that pitcher, the pitcher said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah I, didn't, I didn't even know we'd faced him before. So, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> hey, Kyle, you, you talked about it before. You said at some point it has to be about winning. You guys are winning right now. I mean, the trade deadline's looming, you know, in past years, it was always about who's getting dealt. Now, should it be more about who are the Mariners going to go get to help this team? You guys are in a position now that, you know, you've been in the past where maybe you didn't get the requisite help. I mean, what, what do you want to see? I, I, absolutely. You know, you always want to be on a team that's trying to win, right? You know, it, and like you said, like I've said in the past, you know, at some point it has to be about winning. You know, that's the that's the goal of, you know, baseball. You're not, you know, you don't necessarily always want to be playing for, you know, rebuilds and doing those sort of stuff, especially, you know, me, you know, kind of where I'm at, you know, I want to be playing for something, you know, bigger than myself. I want to be playing for something, you know, big. And, you know, you can, you can feel how much this city is just, you know, starving for it. You can see with the fans. I mean, it's been way too long, obviously, but yeah, it, it, you have to be about winning. I mean, so, I mean, would you, I guess it's weird to sit there and say, but like, what do you want to see happen in the next week? I would certainly hope you don't want to see any of your players get traded, but you would like to see maybe like the 
the ownership believe that you guys are as good as you played right now? You, you want that, obviously, right? You want people to believe in you. You want them to feel like, you know, we're, we're doing a good job and that, you know, this is a team to go for. You know, I, I think it's been preached this rebuild so much, but I mean, you know, we're, we're right there on the edge of this thing. So certainly you would like to, you know, have them, you know, make moves and, you know, get the team as good as we possibly can. And, you know, I know me personally, I mean, good Lord, I'd like to make a run out of it. So the bullpen and the three wins versus the A's, phenomenal. 12 and two-thirds innings, four hits, two runs. That's it. 15 strikeouts. They were great. We'll hear from Chagua in just a second. So it sets up what is going to be a very interesting three games against the Houston Astros coming up. Mariners right now 54-46. and 46. They've won three in a row, a game and a half back of Oakland for the second wild card. Meanwhile, Houston in first place in front of the M's, 61-39. and 39. They've won three in a row. You know, you turn back the clock two months, May 24th to be specific. The best records in the American League, you have the Astros at 35-18. and 18. The second best record in the last two months, that's the Seattle Mariners at 33-20. and 20, And that's the collision course starting tonight. Mariners and Astros, the first of three. So here's what we're looking at in terms of pitching matchups. Game one of the series, and I don't envy Darren McCacken, his first major league start, and he's going against the Astros, 7-10 first pitch. Chris Flexen in game two on Tuesday, 7-10. He'll go against Lance McCullers. And then on Wednesday at 12-40 first pitch, you say we'll get the ball against Jake Odorizzi. Houston sweeping aside Texas in three games and really just dominating with their pitching. Texas scoring five runs in three games. Astros have actually won five of their past six ball games, taking a series against Cleveland before that. And they've just been playing some great baseball. They've been on a roll for a while. This is the start of a long road trip for them. It's a tough trip, too. When you look at the Astros, they face the Mariners in three, the Giants in three after that. They end with the Dodgers as well. So that's a a tough trip for the Houston Astros. They have fared very well against the AL West this year. Nine and four against the A's. Nine and three against the Texas Rangers. They have been just fine against the Angels, six and three, and four and three against the Mariners. A winning record against every team in the AL West. The Astros this year, they've done it on both sides. Offensively, Guriel having a fine season. Altuve bouncing back. Correa has been really good as well. Kyle Tucker has had a breakout. Alvarez hitting bombs. He has 18 on the season. So their offense has been potent, and their starting rotation has been really good as well, led by Granke, McCullers at the top. Luis Garcia has been excellent. Valdez has come back, and he's pitched really well. Odorizzi has solidified things, so they've been able to stay healthy in the rotation. See what they do with the deadline coming up, perhaps adding some bullpen pieces, but it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate the trading deadline. But this is going to be a, a very interesting series between the Mariners and Astros, and we'll see what McCacken can do against a very potent lineup in the Houston Astros. In the meantime, JT Chagua has been excellent for the Mariners. He has been a big part of the story this year out of the bullpen. And here's his, here's the conversation with Shannon Dreher. Yeah, they, they sat us all down. Um, and I think, uh, in spring training early, like those of us that were non-roster invites, we were, 
became close friends really quick and and uh rob marcello and and joel and uh they they sat each of us down and kind of told us what we were what we were good at you know apart from our emotions or our perception of ourselves and just kind of showed us who we were as ball players like you know at a distance kind of zoomed out and uh yeah and it kind of created a, a plan for each of us and and they worked really hard uh and still like having having Trent and having guys like Caleb Joseph around uh just trying to hone in our specific skill set and how to create more consistency in that uh yeah how to and how to just make pitch by pitch adjustments you know like how to be more consistent stay on track and and execute what we're trying to do how can you put that into terms of what you've gotten from that over the last four months I guess it's seven months now. Yeah, it's just, it kind of simplifies a lot of things. Like, I mean, Rob was doing some crazy stuff. I mean, it's not crazy, but for us it was crazy at the alt site. Like, I started a game at the alt site. Just just trying to show us that it doesn't, the situation's kind of irrelevant, you know? Like, it's about what I do with the baseball, executing that, and, and repeating that execution. Um so just kind of creating a, a sense of sobriety a little bit on the mound, uh, especially in a big league game. And some like we've graduated to these pretty intense situations, and it's fun. It's like a great privilege to go out there, and you know the defense is like, you know, like let's go. You know, like they're 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 expecting a lot out of us, and and it's a great responsibility. And I think we're all thrilled to have been put in this situation. But yeah, it's been a it's been fun, like, to kind of rise to the challenge and see that we're capable of doing it, and, like, it's fun. How much do you guys play and feed off of each other? Usually there's one or two guys, but really, uh, there are times when he can go to absolutely everybody down there. I think we have a real good relationship, all of us uh, out in the pen. Um, and the, just a few of us, like, it started real early, like, with Paul and me and, and even Steck, like, in spring training. Uh taking it kind of one day at a time you know and just being grateful for the opportunity and staying with the controllable things Uh, and there's definitely a lot of encouragement from each other Um, it's a long season Uh, we've we've had quite of a challenge I feel like as a bullpen uh, night in and night out and we've accepted it and and we expect to do well, you know, like we have a high standard, even in practice. Uh, and it's fun to, to hold each other accountable to that and encourage each other. On your part, it's interesting because you look at you and when you were drafted and you had a big high velocity fastball. How did you find that slider and realize that, hey, that slider is my pitch? Uh, I didn't. That's what they told me in spring training. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've always had good stuff. Um, I always had a good fastball. I've always had a good breaking ball. Always. Uh, but kind of, I guess, being insecure or, or unsure of yourself or myself or, or whatever, not realizing and say a 0-2 moment or a big moment in the game where it's just the same exact pitch, maybe a slightly different location. There's, there's nothing more I need to do. Um, the stuff is there. And still, I battle that every day. 
old demons, you know, and, and that's why I'm so grateful for my teammates and the coaching staff and for the constant reminder uh, to just trust the stuff, trust trust the gifts that God has given me and enjoy it. You know, that's the number one thing is just enjoy the stuff and have fun executing the same pitch over and over, you know, maybe in just a little different spot. But that location is key, too. 100%. It's key. All right. That's a good little hint to J.T. Chagua. Now, you off of the field, a little bird told me you're a musician. You have been... They, they said that, you know, you are like the midnight serenade artist out on the balconies in the hotels. you a guitar player. What, what do you like to play? Uh, I'm definitely not a musician. If you ask my little sister, she would, she always corrects me on my, my, uh, my like, my timing, like, my, the way I count. I, I'm just making stuff up as I go, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, if it sounds good, like, I'm just kind of going with it, so... I don't think it's anything that somebody would be able to keep a beat to. You know, it's just so random, but I don't know. I just enjoy it. Um, I have an acoustic guitar, and I bring it with me everywhere. Um, sometimes I think I'm really good. Sometimes I think I'm the worst guitar player on the planet, but uh, it's very, it's kind of private. It's just it's just my little thing I do with, you know, in my alone time. I'm way too intimidated to play in front of other people. Like, it's not for me. <laughs> But it's it's cool to learn a Chili Pepper song or a worship song, you know, and just kind of have have a little moment, you know, alone. And Something different. You put it all together yourself. You, you haven't had any music lessons, or you weren't in the band, or you don't know. I did I did stuff when I was younger. Like my parents put me in guitar lessons, but I hated it and quit. <laughs> Uh, but a couple of years ago, I picked it up again and have really enjoyed it. Some of my best friends are musicians. They play in the in the worship band in church, or just you know, put together a CD for one of my buddies that plays uh, guitar and sings. So there's people that are very very near and dear to my heart that play music. Uh, but I just I'm more of a listener, if anything, and I get to try to imitate them in my in my free time well, i'm gonna tell you the reviews are very good just as they are out on the hill so you got you got two really good things going there jt thank you all right thank you hey rob bradford here you guys know i'm always up for a good mvp story and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazon's the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 